Dexter Stucky presents Industry Friends. Welcome to another edition of Industry Friends. I'm your host, Dexter Stucky. I have in the building with me today, uh, I want to say local, but you're not really that local, but uh, a, a rapper in the building, Darrell Jervy, a.k.a. Rel Jerv. Welcome to the show, Dar- Real. Uh, thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. I start off every show with a personal story. So usually it's how I know the person. But since today is the first time we're meeting, I come up with a different concept. It's called What About Your Friends? Um, so I'm going to ask you a couple questions just so I and the audience can get to know you a little bit better. So the first question is, you've you've been rapping. You've been doing this for quite some time now. What is your dream collaboration? Oh man, my dream collaboration it, it has to be Jay Z. Okay, that's my favorite rapper. You know, ever like that's my number one. On yeah. my top, actually, your top five. That's number one. It, uh, Jay Z. Do you know your top five? You know what? My I feel like my top five changes with time. Yeah, you know what I mean. I'm not the type that's going just. I don't. I don't pick just legends. You know, I feel like that's gotcha. a cop out. Yeah, you know, everybody says okay, Nas, Biggie. Jay-Z, Pac, like, uh-huh. it's the same top five. See, I like to go based off of, you know, what it, I'm listening to now. Yeah, yeah. What's it new? Like, right now, J. Cole's in my top five, and, and a lot of people will say, you know, J. Cole hasn't accomplished enough to be in the top five all time. And mm-hmm. it's like, but for me, like, it's personally, subjective. Yeah. You know, so personally, that's, for me, that he's in my top five. Like, Fab would be in my top five. So we got three of the five. <laughs> <laughs> if I had to finish it off, you know, uh, what I say? I said Jay, mm-hmm. uh, Cole, okay. Fab, Jay the Kiss. Okay. And and right now? I know who it is. Who? Real Jerf. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully I'm in somebody's top five. <laughs> so you were on the TV show The Four. Mm-hmm. So if you had to pick, like, your favorite reality TV show, singing competition show, like, what would it be out of The Four, The Voice, American Idol? Um, well, my favorite one... It's probably uh, X Factor. Okay. So I used to watch X Factor, and I don't. Really, I didn't really get into the other ones like that, but for some reason, X Factor just caught my attention. That's interesting too, yeah. because X Factor was done by Simon Cowell, who also did American Idol. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. interesting. It's like a spinoff. Yeah. Uh huh. And then the last thing is two truths and a lie. So tell me three things about you. Two of them are hundred percent true, and one thing is a lie. Oh man, about anything. Yeah. I have two kids. Okay. I've been rapping for 10 years. Okay. I've never been to Georgia. So, <laughs> I think the lie is that you have two kids. I think you might only have one kid. No, I have two. <laughs> you have two kids? <laughs> yeah. You've never been to Georgia? No. Nah, well, the thing is, like, I never, like, stepped out of an airport. Like, really? down there. Never. That's crazy, because, like, rapping, I would think that, like... Yeah, I've been to a lot of places around, mm-hmm. around it, like, Texas and Florida yeah. and, like, the Carolinas and... You know, I've been, I've never been out outside of the airport. That's interesting. Like, I spent a lot of time at, in L.A. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, L.A., I've been to, like, Detroit and Chicago and stuff like that, but I haven't been to Atlanta or Georgia yet. That's interesting. Yeah. got to get you some shows out there. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Uh, now we can just dive right into it. You said you've been rapping for 10-plus years. Yeah. What got you started in that? The reason I asked that is because... When I think of rapid, rappers, I think of Atlanta, I think Philadelphia, I think Compton, like Los Angeles, <laughs> I think New York, obviously. I don't think Wilmington, Delaware. Right. And you're from Wilmington, Delaware? Yeah, for sure. Uh, shout out to the city, too. Yes. Um, Man, you know what? I started off, I wanted to sing. 
Okay. So I started in church. Uh, my first song I wrote, I was 10 and I was, and it was a gospel song, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and I, I just was like, I'm going to be a singer. And then I kind of left that alone because I had got into sports heavy. Mm -hmm. Um, and then my brother who's, who's no longer here, he was a rapper and he would call me like, yo, come over and let's, you sing on this hook and I'm a rap. Mm -hmm. And from the time I was like 14, 13, 14 to like 16, I was just writing songs, like like singing for him. And then I remember when um, Wayne dropped a Millie mm -hmm. and I know Drake was, it was like 09, something okay. like that. And Drake had just started, came on the scene. Um, and then you had, uh, so so my brother had wrote his, oh, my brother had wrote his Amelie rap mm -hmm. or whatever. And I was like, I can do that too. Wait, you were going to try to sing to the Amelie, Amelie beat? No, 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 no. I was going to say, I, was I don't think that's possible. <laughs> <laughs> nah, because he had wrote a rap and I was like, man, that's dope. And I was like, I can probably rap too. Yeah. So I wrote it and then it was a room. It was it was probably four of us in a room and I was like, they all spit their verse and I was like, well, I wrote a verse too. And they was like, you ain't no rapper. So I <laughs> rapped it and they all, it was just silent. They was like, yo, you should do both. And from that point on, like I've been rapping. So do you sing on your album as well? A little, like, I sung on, if you listen to Far From Legendary, which was the first. Yeah, that's the reason I asked, because yeah. I was listening to it yesterday. There was a song, it, there were other people featured in it, so I'm like, oh, maybe that's one of them singing. But I'm like, I don't know, it kind of sounds like it could be him, too, but I I couldn't tell. And I was curious if you, like, did sing it, too. When you mentioned him, like, oh, I, I think that was him. Yeah, like, Beauty and the Beast, which is the, the first record on the album, that's actually me singing on the hook. Oh, um, really? Yeah, that's me on the hook. And then I do like a little sing rapping type thing, mm -hmm. like Chance the Rapper type stuff on like hidden emotions and stuff. But mostly for singing now is just backgrounds. You know, okay. I'll do a lot of background stuff. Um, and maybe, I don't know, who knows, sometime I may, may, may drop something that's out of the box. That's interesting, though. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, so you, you've been rapping, you've been putting out mixtapes, you've been, you know, grinding, mm -hmm. like doing what people do, like when they, when they rap and they want to get their message out there. How did this stuff with the four happen? So, man, the crazy thing is I wasn't going to submit for the show. I just kept seeing um, Khaled and Diddy yes. posting it like, yo, submit, submit, we're looking for rappers. And mm -hmm. I'm like, in my head, I'm like, these shows are never looking for rappers. Like, this is going to be on Fox, yes. like national TV. Yes. Hey, no way they they picking rappers. So I just kept seeing it and kept seeing it. And w it was almost right before the cutoff for, like, the, the episode – that I was actually was on, mm -hmm. and um, I woke up at like three in the morning. I swear this was like divine intervention because mm -hmm. I woke up at three, and that was on my mind. It was like submit, 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 submit. And the next day I submitted, and then they called me the day after. Oh, like right after you submitted? Like right after I submitted, they called me. It was like, yeah, we're we're calling you, looking for, um, we're going over everything and people that actually are can, being considered for the show, mm -hmm. and we think you're really talented. Can you send us some more videos? So I sent them like four more videos of freestyles. Were you excited? Like, how what was your your mood like at this time? At that point, I mean, I was excited, but I still haven't. I didn't tell anybody because okay. it was like I'm not about to get my cool. hopes up or yep. get nobody else's hopes up, you know. And then um, after I sent the other videos, because I didn't hear back from them for like a week after that, and I was like, all right, well, maybe I ain't, I didn't get it mm -hmm. or whatever. And then they called me and they said, yeah, can you fly to LA tomorrow? Tomorrow, yeah, <laughs> it was like tomorrow. <laughs> we're about to send you your, your information. Now, were you working like a regular job at this point, or was it like? Yeah, I was still working a regular job. I was working at uh, a hotel at the time, 
I was actually moving tables. I was a banquet houseman, mm-hmm. um, part time, and I was moving tables. And my phone was my phone started ringing, and I put the table down. I answered the phone, and it was them. And I was like, I went to my uh, supervisor at the time, and I was like, Yeah, I'm gonna have to leave. Yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> how, how, how does that conversation go? You know what? We've always and shout out to Jebby because we've always had a, a dope relationship. You know, she believed I've known her since I was eighteen. Mm-hmm. You know, we started working at the hotel at the same time initially, and I had left for years and went on to do different stuff. But mm-hmm. we always kept contact, and um, she always supported me. And she was just like, "I already." She said, "Go." She said, "It's not even a question." She said, "Get out of here!" Like, wow. what are you doing? Like, so it was, it was dope. It's really interesting that you say that because uh, earlier in the season, I had Nessie Blaze on, who is on Black Ink uh, Compton, mm-hmm. and she had a similar story. Like, she was working a regular job, and then the opportunity came to go to L.A. And she talked to her manager, and they were like, go. Like, don't worry about it. And it's crazy to have that support, because a lot of people don't have that. Right. Like, a lot of people, when it's like, you're working a job, and it's like, you get this opportunity, and they're like, can you fly out tomorrow, which is super inconsiderate. You can fly <laughs> out tomorrow. People can't do that. So right. the fact that you even had that opportunity to do that is like a blessing. I think it's, like you said, like divine intervention. Like, it happened for a reason. Yeah, for sure. And, and I think it wouldn't even happen, because even prior to that, like six months prior to that, I was working here in Philly for mm-hmm. Verizon and I quit that job and that was and I did that so I could do full-time music and then when we got I got like months removed and mind you at this point I had only been back at the hotel for like three weeks yeah so oh. yeah I went back because it started <laughs> getting tough and I was like right, I just need some extra money real quick yeah um to, to do I had singles coming out and I was like man I need some extra money real quick to put this put behind this music and I had only been back for like three weeks and she was like man just go Go. I already know. Just go. Because I told him before I came back. I was like, like if I'm something happens, probably gonna not yeah. be here for too long. So that's it, crazy. It out. So all right. So you 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 get on you get on the plane. You go to L.A. Then what's that? Then what happened? Met with um the the producers. Mm-hmm. So first person I saw when I got there was Lorianne Gibson, um who was just is choreographer. Mm-hmm. You know she did a bunch of yep. You know Diddy stuff and and everybody stuff really. She's all over. The yeah, place. if you if you know TV or if you like watch TV, you know who Lorianne Gibson is. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So um, yeah. When I walked in the room, she was the first person I saw, and I was like, "Damn!" Like I, instantly, I'm nervous. You should have <laughs> been like, "What are you here for?" I'm I'm a rapper. I'm not dancing. <laughs> yeah. So and it's it's her and it's like probably twenty other people there, mm-hmm. and they're like. They put you in front of a mic and a camera because they record your audition. Right. Like this is another audition. I, I have I still haven't okay. made it onto the show, and um, I did it. I rapped uh two original songs at that point, and Lorianne stood up and threw her hands in the air. She was like, "Yes, yes, yes, oh. yeah, okay." And from that point, they were still like, you know, we're gonna because I was in a group of people, obviously, mm-hmm. and they don't want to know everybody to know who's going to be on the show, who's not. So they send us all back to the room and they're like, okay, thank you. And then they walk you out or whatever. So they pulled me aside and was like, yo, you got some paperwork that you didn't complete. Um, We got to take you back. And I'm like, okay, so I'm not thinking of nothing at this point. And as we're walking back, they're like, yeah, no, we just had to tell you that so that we could get you away from everybody else, but mm-hmm. you're going to be on the show. <laughs> like what, what was your what was your immediate reaction when they said oh, that? Oh man, I just start I don't know, I just start smiling from ear to ear. Yeah, yeah. I was just like Were butterflies. You yeah, I was by myself. Okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't have anybody there with me. Um and I still haven't told I hadn't told anybody. 
So like, why did, did people know you were going to LA? Like, what did they think you were doing? It's just music, you know. Because okay. I, I was running around. Anyway, so it's normal, you know. Okay. What I mean, uh, from New York to Phil, here in Philly, yeah. you know, LA, um, in different places. I, I was already moving around. Okay. So they didn't think nothing of it, and yeah, they took me back, and it was just like, all right, so we're going to keep you here, and I stayed for like another week, and then I finally went home for the holidays, and uh, this was in December. December, yeah. In December, we went back home, had the holidays or whatever, and then I went back right after New Year's, and then we filmed on the 3rd of January or something like What's that. What's interesting, because the show premiered in January, too, I believe. Yeah. So yeah. It, so it's not like a long, like, it's filmed and you guys are waiting for I always wondered that, like, when people do these shows, I know sometimes, like, the finales and stuff are live, but a lot of times, like, they'll film stuff, and I, I was wondering if it was, like, something we filmed this six months in advance and now we're putting it out or was it like yeah that's the thing about this show is it wasn't like an american idol or like something where they film all year round and yeah. you don't air for six months right, it was right. like yo we're filming this day and it's airing on thursday wow. so we filmed on fridays and it aired on thursday oh so just like thursday. okay yeah i i think i like that that approach more i had a friend who was on a reality tv show before and she said that the stuff was filmed so far in advance, but you can't talk about it. Yeah. And it's crazy because we would see her. Like, um, so we were like, okay, like, did you not win the show? Like, what happened? And it, and she couldn't say anything because, you know. Yeah, and we couldn't, I couldn't tell anybody literally until like two hours before the show aired. Like, I couldn't say. Oh, that I you would had, be on there. Yeah, that I was on there because it was people that filmed and that still didn't make the show. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? So, and it's crazy because I was supposed to be on, I ended up being on episode three, but I was supposed to be on episode two. Mm -hmm. They ran out of time, film time. So they was like, everybody else that was supposed to be on that episode got, I think only two other people mm -hmm. out of like 15 people that didn't perform got brought back. Gotcha. They kept me for the very next episode. So I stayed a whole nother week in LA with them without even filming anything. I basically just had a week of vacation oh, like, okay. in LA on them. <laughs> And um, I ended up coming back and actually being able to perform on episode three. Mm -hmm. And then so like you performed and then they give you the feedback. How was that process? It's in front of a live audience. So they basically would tell you to order or whatever. You come out. And the crazy thing is like, I was nervous. Like before I went out, I was crazy nervous, shaking and everything. <laughs> like And uh, when the doors opened, it was one. I, I'll never forget this. It was the very first person I saw was a female, and she was smiling, and she was like, yeah, you better walk out here like a superstar, <laughs> and instantly, all of my nerves were gone, That's and I good. was locked in. That's good. Yeah. And then I remember watching, I remember you, because I watched the four, and I liked the show, and I remember there was this jacket that you wore, mm -hmm. and I'm just like, that jacket sticks out, because, so, I'm glad you touched on it earlier, because I didn't want to be the one to say it, but like when I watch these shows, I never think like a rapper's going to make it. I just It just doesn't really make a lot of sense, right? only because it's like you have a show, it's a competition show, you have a bunch of singers, and I feel like singers are easier to push, and they're easier to like be entertaining and all that kind of stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But on this show, I do feel like they give the rappers like an opportunity to like shine a little bit. Yeah, and the thing about it is, about these shows and why... It's hard for rappers because you have to write mm -hmm. and you're not singing covers. Yeah. You know, I had to, before I even got on the, the actual stage and performed, I had to write eight songs. Oh. I wrote eight songs oh, just in, in case you stay. 48 hours. Yeah. Not even just to stay, like 
for them to pick two of them for me to actually perform. Because oh. it, it has to go through the network. They got to approve the lyrics and all of that stuff. And it, So I wrote eight songs in 48 hours to get the two songs that I performed. Gotcha. So it's hard, you know what I mean, being a, being a rapper when everybody else is practicing their songs and learning the lyrics mm-hmm. and notes and all of that stuff. I'm writing and I'm like, okay, I've got to get this approved so I can actually memorize it to be to That's go crazy. and perform it. So in all, you know, after writing it, you only had a day and a half really to memorize it and get your performance down okay. as a rapper. Wow. That's in, that's interesting because you don't know this stuff like by watching it like they I mean there's obviously no way for them to actually put it out there and tell you this but then when you're watching you see the rappers go further it's like damn they really put a lot of work into this yeah not that the other ones don't but it's not the same mm-hmm. and that's why even when, if you saw um shout out to Lex uh, Lex Lil so the rapper that was on there initially you saw she had to start and, and she had to start freestyling mm-hmm. while she was on stage because she didn't have enough time literally her song got changed. 24 hours before it was supposed to air. Oh, and that's why she would have to do and when okay. she And she didn't remember it. You know, that's a short amount of time when you already have something memorized and now you got to change it. And it's like, I got less than a day to yeah. fix it and get it out. And it's like, man. <laughs> so it's tough. you and, know. And even I stumbled on my second performance. You know, the second, the episode four, right, I, right. I had a little stumble in there because it's like, we, we got so little time to learn this stuff. And people think it's easy, but it's not. I mean, I, I it, if it was easy, I think more of us would do it too. Oh, yeah, and sure. like, I think naturally people know when people are good at rapping or even not so good at rapping, it's something that a lot of us still can't do. Mm-hmm. Um, did you did you get to meet like Diddy or Khaled? Yeah, yeah, I got to meet them like backstage, like afterwards. How was the conversation like with them? It was cool. It was kind of short, you know, because they're moving around. Yeah. You know, they're getting paid to be there. So, um, but. Diddy was basically I, I I got him in a in a uh, hallway in passing, and he was just like, "Yo," he said, "I like what you're doing." He said, "You you really got something." He was like, "Keep hit, keep hip hop alive," wow. and that's what he said to me in a, in a thing. And then it's a lot of feedback on stage that they cut out. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, obviously for time mm-hmm. and stuff. So Khaled was like, "Yo, you really I could see how you make songs and you still show that you got bars." He like, "Yo, you really gonna go far?" Because if you notice. He didn't. They didn't air any feedback from him from that one, right? Right. Because right. he couldn't pick. He couldn't choose. He oh, he didn't have it. He okay. was just like, I don't know. He was like, congratulations to to both of y'all because I don't know who to yeah, pick. Yeah, yeah. Like, wow. Okay. That's. I mean, that's a good thing. Yeah, you know, yeah like, for sure. Um, have you been able to keep in contact with not necessarily them, but anybody from the show at all? Like to, like it's, since you, since it's aired. As far as the contestants, yeah, I mean, I feel like we we're all pretty much still connected. Mm-hmm. You know, like I had Tim Tim Johnson Jr. Mm-hmm. on my album. I had Saeed on my album. Um, I've done songs with Nicolina, and you know, so I, we still all communicate. You That's know, good. even the people that were on the show and didn't didn't get a seat. You know, we all still built those relationships. Yeah, so everybody from the show pretty much still keeps in contact. You know, here and there, it's not like every day, but. You know, we all still support each other. Cool. So. cool. Now, speaking of music, um, you said your album, uh, Far From Legendary. Mm-hmm. First of all, why that title? Uh, it, it, it's really a testament to how how much we've done and how far we, how far we still have to go. You know, mm-hmm. like I look at Jay-Z as my idol, obviously, you know, and at this point, I feel like, yeah, I've put in a lot of work to get ahead of a lot of, artists or aspiring artists 
you know, to get to this point. But one we would understand once you actually get in the industry, mm-hmm. it get way harder. Now you're 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 competing with the top. It's not That's yo, true. I'm trying to be the best in my in my city or the best in my circle. It's yeah. like, no, this is the world That's now. True. Um, I listened to the album yesterday and my favorite song on there is I ain't S H I T. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just like that—that's the one that I, I'm like, is he singing on this? I couldn't really like tell, but like the song is amazing though. Like I think it's oh, like it, it's a great song, and I and I, I think the when you look at the title of it, it's not like what you get out of it though. Mm-hmm. So like that—that's a dope song on there. Um, when you were working on the project, did you have expectations, like higher expectations for yourself since you had been on the show before that song before that album came out? Like you know sometimes. It's one of those situations like this. Like, this is my second season of doing this podcast. So, like, I feel like I have to do, like, so much more now because people know, like, kind of, like, what I've been doing and all that stuff right. like that. And, and it's it's somewhat nerve-wracking. Did you experience that when you were doing, like, the, this album? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, because the pressure's on now. Because mm-hmm. now I, I could have put out—I put I did put out music before I mixed yes. tapes. And— didn't necessarily have I, you have family and friends listening. So yeah, yeah. Like all right, you know this is dope. And you feel good about yourself, but now you gotta you gotta prepare for the scrutiny and the and the and the the uh, criticism from the outside. Mm-hmm. You know, I actually have fans now. These are people that don't know me, so right, they right. don't care about my feelings. They're not gonna care if it's trash. They're gonna tell me it's trash, and they're not gonna <laughs> feel no type of way about yeah. it. Because there's there's no there's nothing tying them to you. It's exactly. just like I'm listening this because I want to, so I'm gonna give you the opinion because I want to do it. Exactly. So I actually, when I first started the process, it was a struggle, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I felt like we were forcing a lot of stuff, and we weren't being genuine or true to ourselves because we were chasing you know something that was commercial or something that was going to appeal to more people was that because of the show i think that was just because of having the the more fans okay you know and trying to grow that into even more fans and get them more talking and then we had kind of had to step back and get back to like yo this is why people love you because of what you were already doing you know so you got to keep keep doing that and just keep feeding them and your audience, your natural audience is going to gravitate towards you regardless. Mm-hmm. So the the record that actually started the process of the album when we started laying it out was Beauty and the Beast. Okay. And is that why you started it off with that? And okay. it, it started everything and it just, it felt fitting for the title, you know, yeah, for yeah. Um, what we were going through at the time. Um, and, and what I felt, cause I felt, uh, I was overwhelmed with emotion during that process process too you know because i never had like let's say for instance my father like i never had a relationship with my father and after the show you know i felt like you know people wanted to reach out more they wanted to get you know get next to you Mm -hmm. because it was uh, it it was a cool thing to do yeah yeah, you're on tv your highest they're next to you and i even had a line in there i was like i love you son we should link up together get on the right track Mm mm-hmm I don't even write back. Like that was my dad hit me up on Facebook. So he really did like he reach really out to you did after reach the out show. to me after the show. Yeah. Wow. So, you know that was that was really what I was going through at yeah. the time, and I not that's why so much emotion that song, and that's why a, a lot of people gravitate towards that song. They're like, "Yo, this is my favorite song yeah. because it's so real," and it was real. Like I was living that. Have you talked to your dad since then? Like since then, we've talked here and there. I had to I had to forgive him. You know. Obviously, you know, because I had to get that off of my heart mm-hmm. and, and that animosity that I had towards him. 
I had to get that out. Um, so we did have a conversation. We had a few conversations and it just, it, it just feels like now I don't have anything against him. I don't have any hard feelings, you know, but I'm 26 now, you know, it's kind of like you missed out. I, yeah. Like, I don't really know what to do. I, I don't know what to talk about with you. Like, I don't, I don't, I'm yeah, grown. Yeah. It's like, yo, what's the relationship going to yeah. be like? It, it, and it, I feel like it might come over time. Never know. You never but know, yeah. It's just like right now it's still like kind of like in that gray area. Because there's always the like a sense of like resentment in a, in a way. Because it's like you meet like we just met today and mm-hmm. like we could be friends after today. But it's like there was no reason for us to know each other before. But when it's somebody's parent, it's like you should have known. You know what I mean? Like there's yeah. no reason why we didn't have a relationship. So like I, I totally understand that. Now, one of the things you mentioned earlier is that you were like, I had to get like a job to make money and stuff like that because I had singles coming out. And I noticed a lot of people were like, look, catch my stuff on iTunes or, you know, different platforms that they put it on. Mm-hmm. Do, are, do people pay to put their music up like that? Um, It depends on the platform. Mm-hmm. So I know like they have some that charge, you know, upfront fees and then they have some that are percentage based. Like me, I distribute through Cobalt and AWOL. Okay. So that's like you can't just be a regular like artist and just like, yo, I'm going to submit through this platform mm-hmm. like it's a approval process and i actually had been referred to them and they checked out all my stuff and approved me to to do releases on okay. that platform so it's a percentage-based distribution and you know you get certain resources that somebody using other platforms won't get okay. you know certain support and stuff like that so it really just depends on i mean anybody can put a song on, on itunes mm-hmm. you know you might cd baby or distro kid or whatever and you can get your song out there but get into resources like play playlist pitching and stuff like that and to really get your stuff pushed yeah you gotta kind of be on a different level the reason i asked that is because i like i do this show because i want people who want to follow in your footsteps to like listen to it and get like tips and guidance like a lot of us didn't have that and a lot of us were like figuring stuff out as we go and i think that's a problem mm-hmm. and i want people to be able to just like listen to something or, or like look at somebody as a resource and be like okay let me try this that or the third so aside from you know finding like um partnerships and stuff like that what are other tips you would have for people who want to follow in your footsteps honestly it's consistency man you gotta you gotta remain consistent in what you're doing and you gotta really want it you can't do this for the 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 show you know the money you can't do it for the cars or the girls or the big house or the jewelry. You got to do it for you. And, and because it's something that you actually love and want to do and you got to invest in yourself. People don't understand. You think viral is is a myth. You know, viral doesn't happen. Yeah. Like you got to put money behind going viral. Like it's not just free. You're just going to put it up and a million people going to share it. <laughs> like this isn't that's a dream. That's a fairy tale. You know, it happens. It's an anomaly, though. Yeah. You know, that doesn't happen. It's millions and millions of people trying to go viral. So you have to invest in yourself, invest in, your, in, in the resources and do the research. So when you do put your music out or whatever you're trying to do, you put in, you're putting your best foot forward. Mm-hmm. You know, focus on quality. Make sure you have a quality song. Like if you're an artist and you want to put out a song, make sure, yo, this is a this is a quality song. I'm, I found my lane. I found my niche. Um I got the song mixed down. I got the song mastered. I got it registered with my with my ASCAP or BMI mm-hmm. or or BDS or wherever you know. And I have some resources and I have a rollout plan. I have a marketing plan to get this in front of more people. Like, why are you sending music to people that's not 
mix properly or not master you got to put your best foot forward because if i send you a song right and it's not mixed down it sounds terrible that might be the only time you ever listen to me true yeah so if you're if you're putting music out and it's not quality you just lost however many people listen to it it doesn't matter if it was five people or five million people Mm -hmm. you probably just lost at least half of those yeah, people because of, yeah. they're never going to come back and listen to you again because it wasn't quality. You weren't prepared. Yep. You know, so you got to be prepared and put your best foot forward. And that's, I feel like that's the biggest piece of advice I could give anybody. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so at this part of the show, I always ask people, I guess, like what's next for them? So what do you see coming up next for you? For me, I have a new project coming out. Um, it's called Seven. Um, and it's really... It's really based around, you know, the social climate. Like I have a song called Black America, you know, losing control, you know, and it's really about the climate of, of in the state of society, mm-hmm. you know, and it's not the most commercial thing at all, but it's something that is going, you got to, you're going to feel it. Okay. You know, um, so that's next and, and, and really it's just growing, you know, I want to grow in every aspect and everything that I'm doing, whether it be from, you know, learning about marketing or social media and whatever. I'm constantly doing research and, and trying to develop myself as an artist on my own. So for me, rolling out this project, I feel like will really, even, like far from legendary, mm-hmm. I, I put that project out before, again, going back to preparation. Yep. I knew I had this following, but I didn't know how to capitalize on it. So but it now makes sense I, to put something out. Right, yeah. exactly. But now that I had that knowledge and I know how I can capitalize on it, I feel like, you know, this will really start to push me to the next level. Okay. And then finally, I asked guests for a puzzle piece. So a puzzle piece is basically anything that you live by, like a quote, a mantra, um, a saying, like whatever it is. And the reason I do this is because I look at, like, the world. It's kind of like this. And today's a perfect example of it, too, of, like, a blank canvas and we're like putting different pieces together mm-hmm. to, to create something this to like help other people out and show other people like different ways and different uh, methods of doing things. So if you had to come up with a puzzle piece to stick on that wall, what would yours be? Uh, for me, I listen to a lot of motivational um, speaking and, uh, and one of my biggest um, inspirations in that field is Eric Thomas. <laughs> the quote that really sticks with me from him the most is, um, it's one is be phenom- be phenom- be phenomenal or be forgotten, and two is if it was easy, everybody could do it. Okay, you know, yeah. this is probably entertainment is probably the hardest field to break into because everybody wants to do it. Yeah, everybody. This is everybody's dream, and if if it was easy, everybody would do it. You know, it's be- life is going to give you so many opportunities to quit. You know, mm-hmm. and and people don't even look at it that way. That's this is an opportunity for you to have an excuse to give up. Yeah. You know, what are you gonna do with that? Are you gonna are you gonna take that opportunity or are you gonna keep moving and pushing. you're gonna keep pushing? And I constantly keep that in my head, even the times when I wanted to quit and I wanted to stop, you know, I felt like it wasn't worth it. Yo, if it was easy, everybody could do it. Yeah. And everybody would do it. So that's what I live by. I like that and I I don't it's weird because I don't in my head I'm like, I don't necessarily like I don't think of that quote all the time, but like I, I definitely live life like that. Like, cause I really do see so many opportunities where it's like, just don't do it. Just quit. Just stop doing yeah. it. And it's, that's very true. Thank you so much again for coming in today. I this was, you this was amazing. Me. Real. Um, <laughs> where can they find you on social media? Uh, all my social media is the same across the board. R E L L J E R V. 
at Real Jerv on all platforms. And that's another thing, man. If you're coming up, if you're, you know, artist, comedian, whatever, make sure it's easy to find you on all platforms. Make sure it's all the same across the board so people can find you. Because they, if they're looking for you, they're only going to search for so long. So. <laughs> no, it's funny you say that because I feel like that's like directed towards me because for the longest, everyone's been saying your names need to match. But like on Instagram, I just have my regular name because I use that more. But Twitter, it's like from college. Like, you know what I mean? I still use it, but I just I don't want to change the name and I don't want them. It's just weird. Like I have to follow your advice. Though. I really do. I have to make them. The same thing. Yeah, because even when you're when you're building something, you're trying to establish something, it you're not connected to anything. So you might have a, a username here that's not connected to your username here, mm-hmm. and then people can't find you. But if you type in, if everything is connected, even yeah. if you don't have a huge following, if you type in Rel Jerv on Google, you're going to see Instagram, stuff, Twitter, yeah. Facebook. But- it's all going to pop up in one place. My Twitter name is so cool, though. It's just what so. Is it, it, what is it's, it? It's, <laughs> it's what's NXT, the number four Dex. So it's like what's next for Dex, which I think oh, is just the coolest yeah, that's thing. Dope. But, that's dope. but it doesn't transition well to Instagram. So it's mm. just. Damn. <laughs> Thank you for coming in once again. Thank you for forcing me to change my, my Twitter <laughs> name. <laughs> this is great. Real Jerv, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Thank you for tuning in to this edition of Industry Friends. I am the host, Dexter Stuckey. If you liked what you heard, do me a favor and rate the show. Subscribe to the show. Review the show. Repost the show. Please tell your friends about it. I really appreciate it. Industry Friends, your audio foot in the door. Industry Friends.